right, back again with the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. I'm Kyle Bird. I'm Matt Parmley. Yes, yes you are. Um, and we are joined by uh, our regular, uh, I guess, guest host, Tom. What's up? What up? Yo! It's October, which means we're talking horror and monsters, and uh, for the last few years, Tom has insisted on being on all of these. Um, oh, yeah. Because you are a maniac, and you just watch... I insist every, upon yeah, myself. You, you just watch everything under the moon during the month of October. I've only watched 125 movies this year. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess we can, we can mention, uh, just minutes before we, we pressed record the first trailer for Godzilla Singular Point, the anime, uh, TV series, uh, coming to Netflix next year. It dropped. (laughs) Do people still say that? It dropped. I don't know, is the answer. (laughs) Um, and, uh... I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I thought it was neat looking. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all of 48 seconds long. Yeah, but, um, you know, we we see, you know, uh, uh, that it is indeed uh, 2D animation, unlike the the anime trilogy. Um, We saw, like, a bunch of monsters, actually, and they, they actually also seemed to be doing things. Um, you know, we saw Rodan flying around, we saw, um, uh, Angulus chasing after, like, a jeep or a car or something, um, we saw what appeared to be, uh, Titanosaurus jumping over, a like, coming out of the ocean and, and jumping over a boat, and, uh, what else did we see? We saw, Gabra. Uh, Standing there, yeah, we saw Gabra, uh, uh, probably the most radically redesigned of the, of the bunch, and uh, we saw someone walk uh, into like a, a hangar or something that had a jet jaguar in it. So um, that shot's a little wonky. If you, if you, at least it appeared that way at a, at a glance. It looked, uh, I don't know, a little distorted. Of the jet yeah, jaguar. Everything, but, I mean, everything goes by so quick, but I think I know what you yeah. mean. Um, but regardless, I, I I don't think, I mean, I one thing that I do hope is, especially with like the selection of monsters, that they're going for something maybe a little more like lighthearted, you know, because like the anime trilogy and Shin Godzilla are so like self-serious and I, I don't know, I, I, I could use something a little more lighthearted, but not in the like... Hollywood blockbuster King of the Monsters way, but just something that's more like, I mean, comic booky and. I'll even take that though over the self serious, right? Because like when I've probably said it before, or you guys have said it before, or on something at some point here is like when you're going for that super serious vibe, when you fall short or you have something goofy, the whole (laughs) thing falls apart, you know. Yeah, but if and you're the, the anime that's... trilogy, everyone was so morose, you know, and that's like, I don't know, that's 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 such a common like 
stereotype and like trope of anime well, characters is those yeah, angsty protagonists, you know? Super self serious movie and then have all these jacked up uh gender messages in it. Um yeah. about about, you know just everyone being thirsty yeah. for whatever that guy yeah, that, this one looks more like a bunch of nerds getting chased by monsters and you know yeah i'm down with that did you guys like the american tagline face down a hopeless future uh or whatever was <laughs> whatever well, they decided to throw in there that's definitely what we're facing down uh <laughs> so <laughs> you know <laughs> at least someone gets it um yeah i mean you know i you know i'm i'm probably as cynical as a lot of people when it comes to some of the more recent stuff feeling a little bit disappointed but you know i'm not afraid to nerd out about some stuff i i you know i i think the monster lineup is interesting and i really dig that gabra design even though i I mean if i looked at it and you were like what is this i'd be like i don't like a thing i don't know but you know after looking at it i'm like oh yeah that is like a a beefed up version i'm i'm not too into the rodan that looks like just like a pteranodon but yeah with some extra teeth yeah 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 i I think the the thing that i am really jazzed about is the animation studios studio bones and studio orange are like they're well known for dynamic animation as opposed to that static polygon garbage we got with the anime trilogy yeah i mean i'm I'm speaking of (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not uh in tune with anime enough, but that's what everyone says. So, I don't know. I'm I'm I can say I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh but yeah, speaking of Polygon, like almost at the exact same time, they dropped the first images from their upcoming Kaiju Netflix anime series, which is Pacific Rim the Black. Uh which t- which has a worse title? Godzilla Singular Point oh, or Pacific, Pacific Rim. Rim the Black? Pacific, the black. <laughs> Take out the the, and it's okay. You know? <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know what it means. I mean, I don't know what either of these titles mean. But, uh, but yeah, so after everyone was super excited about Godzilla, they were like, hey guys, remember us? We're still doing this. <laughs> and then they gave us a bunch of shots that, like, just did not <laughs> look... It, it was like looking at, like, like a beautiful like uh like bouquet of flowers and then looking at like a piece of poop <laughs> or something on the, <laughs> like a <laughs> like on like a dog poop on your lawn or I mean, something you can it's, tell it's, it's a lot like it it's it really is like looking at the difference between something that looks like a finished movie and like a previs <laughs> and and you in yeah. like uh I'll take his word for it but our our buddy Kevin he's like the anime He's like my go-to guy for like if I have questions about anime, ask Kevin. But like he says, like Polygon, like their thing is like doing a lot of stuff on the cheap, and like they like just recycle character models and give them like new hair or whatever, you know. And so I, you can you can totally see that, like you know, they 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 look like all the characters in the Godzilla anime. It literally looks like Haru with a different haircut in a in a black suit as opposed to that weird white gray one he was wearing. It's it's insane. Yeah, so. they all look the same. They all look like that though. <laughs> like every character in the anime looked this. It was just the same character model with different hair. 
um, but I, uh, I guess the, um, uh, the showrunner, or I guess the co-showrunner, um, is a guy named Craig Kyle, who, ha- uh, he, uh, created the character X-23, uh, for Marvel, and, um, I guess he, he, ha- he has a writing credit on Thor Ragnarok, I mean, I don't know how much of that is in there, because I know there's a lot of improv in that movie, but he's like a, he's like a real guy, sort of, I think. <laughs> um so yeah there's that uh which i don't know i don't think either of those have like specific he's been involved dates, in but... all three thor movies though so i just wonder yeah he might just be like he might just be like a guy they go to like to you know crack the story and yeah he and... might have like general story yeah ideas because that's what it seems like. He's written a lot of the direct-to-video um, Marvel stories. Yeah, like the animated uh, Yeah, like their Hulk stuff, versus yeah. Thor and Planet Hulk. And I mean, some of these, like, yeah, these these animated movies, he's written the story. Like, he's credited as the writer, and it very specifically says story. <clears throat> So, yeah, for whatever that's worth, I guess. We'll see. Well, he was a know, writer the, on X Men Evolution. Do people like that one? Uh, I didn't, but I know a lot of people did. Mostly people younger than me. <laughs> um, but also, let's remember Pacific Rim Uprising was uh, <laughs> the Daredevil guy. So, yeah. Know. And I, you know, I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't have been able to tell. But I'm sure that movie had a lot of problems. We don't know about i mean we know about some of them we know about a lot of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right so it's it's uh it's october so it's time to get into the horror talk um so uh we're gonna talk about a werewolf property called wolf guy um which first of all people should know is insane. Um, (laughs) And we're going to be talking about three specific screen versions of Wolf Guy. There's a Toho movie, a Toei movie, and then in the 90s there was a six-part OVA uh, anime that we'll talk about. Um, So what is Wolf Guy? I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just do the info dump thing now uh wolf guy is a character uh a werewolf character created by kazumasa hirai i guess uh who i i the thing that he did that i'm probably most aware of is eight man which was like an anime manga um you guys ever see eight man it's on the sci-fi no. channel like back in the no. day well, whatever. Anyway, that was one of Japan's first uh, cyborg superheroes, of which there are many these days. Um, <clears throat> and uh, another thing uh, that he, he, he did in the 70s was he wrote a manga version of Spider-Man, um, which was like the ba- same basic plot, but like they changed the character's name to, like, instead of Pe- Peter Parker, it's 
I forget what it is. It's a Japanese name. Um, and uh, around the same time, he wrote a short story uh, called Vice School um, about a middle schooler who uh, was the this young werewolf. Well, the, the, so this is the, the young wolf guy. And then uh, shortly after, he wrote a novel about the adult, uh, him as an adult, uh, the adult wolf guy novel, which was I Am a Wolf. And from there, <clears throat> he would do, continue to write manga and novels um, of both. So he would have the young wolf guy series and the adult wolf guy series. <clears throat> and he would, you know, he would continue to, to write these stories, you know, into the 90s, um, and in the 2000s, you know, he was letting other, uh, writers, you know, make their own comics and, and their own reboots and stuff, and, and he died in 2015. Now, in 1971, the Young Wolf Guy manga serial got a novelization called Crest of the Wolf, um, and then, uh, that is what Toho's version is based on. Now, in 1975, Toei made a version of Adult Wolf Guy, starring Sonny Chiba, just called Wolf Guy. Um, so that that already is insane, you know. Well, we'll you know, we'll, yeah, confused enough yet? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, we'll 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 talk a little bit more as you know, as we go, um, and. Uh, Especially in the seventies, I really don't think there was a whole lot of I don't I don't think werewolves really had much of a pop culture presence in Japan. I, I'm not even sure if they still do. You know, this is something you know I didn't I didn't look into too much. Um, but I know they have a lot of wolf based yokai and and things like that. Um, uh, anyway, the point being. <coughs> uh, Wolves in Japan aren't aren't really seen as the same kind of animal that we think of. You know, we think of wolves as these aggressive, territorial creatures that, you know, will eat you, basically. Um, but in Japan, werewolves uh, have been extinct for, I mean, well over a century. Uh, maybe even closer to 200 years? I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly, but they've been extinct for a very long time in Japan. So, and wolves in Japan are more, um, they're, they're thought of as being more benevolent creatures, you know, more protective, kind of loyal, friendly creatures. Um, so quite different from, from how we perceive wolves here. Um, now, uh... Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's historically a whole lot of werewolves in uh, Asian culture in general. Right, yeah. Um, um, and even even they, when there wolves, were wolves in Japan, um, I, I still don't think they were very common. Yeah, which... It, w- that that is a, I mean that that I guess it's it's probably just about what's more common and everything because it's not uncommon for Japan to really to really really anthropomorphize animals and especially mammals right like you know you've got tanuki who you know according to legend like walk around as humans and and fox and foxes can do that yeah. too um, cats are given a lot of like shape-shifting or possessing possessing you know powers and things like that so you know 
it, it's it's almost weird that there's not as much like that there's not a, a analogous sort of i mean there's analogous right because i just said like they use foxes or whatever but yeah. like that there's not really a werewolf legend in asian culture but that just kind of speaks to how few wolves are really in asia yeah um looking at it, it looks like the last known japanese wolf remains were bought by a zoologist in 1905 so they've been gone for a while um and uh well one of the more famous i guess uh folkloric um kind of things relating to that is uh the the inugami which is a spiritual possession of a dog and they uh, they act as kind of like the familiars to onmyoji which are basically uh japanese wizards um and our main character his name is akira inugami so but anyway um that's also why you know you know western werewolf movies and stuff you know you turn into a werewolf and you're a mindless monster that goes on a rampage. You know, wolf guy, he turns into a werewolf and he's just like... Sometimes he does. Yeah, somet- <laughs> yeah sometimes he turns into a werewolf and he's just like a superhero, you know? So uh, so I think that, you know, that that pretty much goes with, you know, why a werewolf superhero in Japan might seem a little bit more normal <laughs> than, than it might in here um in the in the states um but yeah so uh i guess you know we can start talking about horror of the wolf which is uh still i i think a very um a, one of the lesser known toho uh monster films tokusatsu films i mean uh i don't know about you guys but for me this has always been like the one that like it was always impossible to find. Um, you know, every now and then I would see, you know, a picture of, of Wolf Guy in, you know, a Godzilla book or a Toho Monsters book or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it was a movie that just no one ever talked about. I mean, you know, even even like the Bloodthirsty trilogy, which was... It's still, I mean, it's on Blu-ray here now, but, like, still, like, you know, it doesn't get talked about a lot. But that, even that popped up more. So it was, like, whenever there was something with Horror of the Wolf, it was always, like, oh, like, how cool, like, someone remembered this. Um, I I don't know, is this a movie that you guys were, how far back does your awareness of, of this film go? Uh, about the time that you said you wanted to invite time on the podcast to review it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Fair enough, but that is pro- that is proving my point. I had, uh, it's weird, I had like never heard of it really, or to my knowledge, you know, um, but as we were watching it, or as I was watching it, and when he transformed into a wolf, <clears throat> the the appearance of his wolf form was so it's so uh unique we'll say just for starters that it actually triggered that at one point i read a review on some website i don't know i don't think it was toho kingdom but it was something that you know was was reviewing obscure science fiction or obscure japanese or something movies that 
talked about this movie because I definitely remember having read a review of of the movie and very specifically talking about its wolf uh, transformation sequences and things like that. So I have I've I had some uh, I'll say peripheral awareness, but I had never really yeah heard of the movie. Yeah, there were some Jap- a couple Japanese books that I had like as a kid, like probably before I even got the internet, where I saw this like weird wolf-looking guy, and you know I couldn't read Japanese or anything, and so I was like, "Huh, I I don't know what this is from." And then, you know, once sites like Toho Kingdom came up, and like you know, I was able to actually like match like the years to like whatever the japanese caption is i was like oh okay so they did do a werewolf movie and then you know ever since it's been like you know one of those like you know why is it like toho made a werewolf movie how come it's not something anyone in the fan sub well we've had this conversation a bunch of times how come no one's fan subbed this and then um just kind of out of nowhere a certain gray market uh uh uh, presence <laughs> had a, a fan subbed version, and so I discovered, and that that came out like right as in like mid September, and so like I sent these guys a message. I was like, "Hey, if I can get this by October, we're we're scratching we're we're scratching an episode and we're putting this in because like I wanted to see this movie forever." Um, and lo and behold. Here we are, doing The Horror of the Wolf, which two months ago I didn't think we would be doing. Um, and uh, this one, I think, uh, is surprising, and we'll, we'll talk about a few reasons why. Um, but it's directed by a fella named Masashi Matsumoto, who um, hasn't done much, but... He did direct a anime film called Technopolice 21C that was written by Yoshimitsu Bano, which I haven't <clears> seen. I probably should, though. I mean, I like Bano, and there's, he just never did enough, so I should check that out. But anyway, um, and uh, co-written by um, a guy named Shiro Ishimori, who... Uh, he's done a whole bunch of stuff, but mostly stuff that I wouldn't be familiar with. But uh, he has his own fighter uh, episode. Um, and uh, the other writer is none other than Jun Fukuda, who... Um, <laughs> do you think he was happy if <laughs> when, no, when he, 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 he won't tell us about it. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, he, I'm sure he... Like, I'm sure he was miserable, but that's why we love him. Um, <laughs> he's like your spirit animal bird. <laughs> he's Every, great. He's like... I, I love <laughs> interviews with Jun Fukuda. They're just amazing. Uh, Everything you ask Jun Fukuda to talk to you about, he tells you is the worst thing he ever worked <laughs> on. And I would bet that this would be no exception. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, or maybe, or maybe he wouldn't be quite as harsh because he didn't direct. Yeah, this. he didn't have to direct it. He, he's like, you know what? I just, I, I after after writing it, I was able to, to, you know, go do whatever whatever he does in his free time. Um, 
Uh, soundtrack by Richiro Manabe, and it's every bit as weird as <laughs> everything else he's ever yep. he's ever <laughs> scored. Um, weirdly enough, this uh, we we do get. Um, uh, a couple of cues that are seemed like uh, ones that were um, re rework. I mean, these were this was set in 1973, the same year as Godzilla vs. Megalon. But some of the music in here is is I'm pretty sure reworked or reused between the two movies. Only in this film, uh, they show up like some of the some of that goofy music that you think of like. Oh, this is like the part where like the guy is being chased on the motorcycle. Isn't that music silly? In here, it's like set to like a rape scene or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, cinematography is by Shoji Ueda, who did all five of uh, Akira Kurosawa's final five movies, which uh, he also made with Ishiro Honda. So. Um, you know, I, you can kind of see that in the more surreal um, sequences in, in this movie, but um, and then uh, the cast has has some notable guys. Uh, it's the first role of Yes Yasaku Masuda, who who did a whole bunch of stuff after that. Um, he was also in the Ridley Scott movie Black Rain. Um, the one. Uh, uh, Cetopian guy who is also in Terror of Mechagodzilla is I think he's Ichinose. Is this his boss or uh, someone that he Ichinose works with? But uh, oh yeah, yeah, Kotaro Tomita. He's like uh, I guess he's like one of the guys on the school board or whatever. Um, and uh, I've seen it claimed that Nakano did effects on here, but I I have not been able to verify that. Um, so, Horror of the Wolf. Um, geez, now we have to get into like explaining these. <laughs> I could take a stab at this one, I think. This is probably the easiest one, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, go go for it. Go okay. for it. So, we we do focus in on this Akira Inugami. Who, who um, is in? He's, he's in high school in here. Uh, yeah. Aged up from, I guess in the in the the books and stuff, he was in middle school. Oh, uh, that, that was probably a, holy that, shit. That was probably. I'm trying, a good... I'm trying to imagine this movie <laughs> taking place in middle yeah, school. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was probably a good idea. So yeah, Inugami is a transfer student who comes to the school. I don't. I don't know if they even ever named the school. They probably do, but um, and and he's got a history. So when he was three, he saw his parents murdered in front of him by a helicopter under suspicion of being spies. Uh, at least that's kind of what he's been told, um, or or the story that's that's being told is that his parents were murdered because everyone thought they were spies. We kind of come to find out they were murdered because they were werewolves, um, but. Ever since his parents were murdered in front of him, uh, he's gone from school to school, and he basically just picks fights constantly. He always beats the shit out of people for absolutely no discernible reason. Uh, he's got a kind of a loner. He's kind of a lone wolf, you might say. 
Um, he's, but he's always keeps his grades up. He has really good grades, so he never goes into juvenile detention. <clears throat> he goes to this school that is like a school for it's like the next step before juvenile detention, basically, and enter Haguro, uh, the local bully who leads a gang of yakuza wannabes. And he relishes in every opportunity he gets to inflict pain on people. Uh, and so do his his little wannabes. They're constantly, like, picking on people. And, um, you know, Inugami basically makes himself a target pretty early on by refusing to, like, bow to Haguro. And thus begins their battle of wills. You know, Haguro is like, Haguro is like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, but you know, not until you really deserve it, not until you do something that kind of makes you earn it. Um, and Inugami is just like, everyone just leave me the goddamn hell alone. Uh, just leave me alone. I don't want anything to do with you. You people tire me. So what we see out of this guy is a little bit different than the personality we're described as him having. He never fights back. Um, but he shows like enough power and strength at various times that everyone knows like all the other students in the school know that he could he could fight back and they kind of start to rally around him um and basically a girl wants inugami to actually fight him and after noticing that inugami and their teacher have sort of started developing a relationship with each other um, because Inugami is constantly protecting her from, you know, the school's students who like throw knives at her and <laughs> um, constantly attempt to rape her. And uh, I think he takes a bullet for her at one point. Uh, Haguro notices this relationship between them, and uh, let's just say there's uh, the, the rape is a key plot point in this movie. And he uh, has a thinks he's figured out a way to get Inugami to to fight him, and that's sort of what, what we build to is is these two fighting each other. Yeah, and he he basically ends up using the teacher as as you know as bait. bait. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and oh, and also <sighs> this school is like just for some for some uh, context here. This school it, at one point in this school year. Uh, a girl gets like gang raped by uh, all of Haguro's um, underlings, and the principal is like, "Yeah, we shouldn't tell anyone about this. It, it, these things just happen." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, like, he doesn't like, he say something like, uh, you know, you you got to make people just think it's like a dog bite or, <laughs> or something." <yeah>. <laughs> He says like, "Oh, it just it happens at this school all the time. Like, but we can't we can't get the authorities involved because they'll they'll like send you to juvie or something." And it's like, "Well, yeah, (laughs) that would be a good thing." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, yeah, blood splattering off the walls though, boobs everywhere. Yeah, and there's um a. that that probably gets into why uh, this is not a very talked about Toho movie. Well, yeah, I, I mean, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we we can just get right into our, our thoughts on it. I mean, like this is the usual, you know, the this product, you know, this creative team isn't necessarily un, you know, too unfamiliar and you know, it comes right in the middle of like the early 70s when you know, you had the champion Matsuri Godzilla films, you had, you know, the Bloodthirsty trilogy which is probably like as far as Toho monster movies or, you know, Toho's tokusatsu output. You know, the bloodthirsty movies are probably like as risque as they you probably would think they would ever get. You know, I mean, you know, the all three of them have, you know, you know, a good amount of blood, but not not anything super gory. And then I think it's Evil of Dracula, which has, you know, some brief nudity, you know, nothing too crazy. And then just sticking out like a sore thumb in the middle of all that is this one. And, um, you know, I mean, there's, which it's weird in that perspective, but when you kind of look at, you know, the year 1973, what's going on? I mean, um, this, uh, this author, um, that wrote the source material was hot at the time, you know, coming off of Spider-Man and, and, uh, and, you know, stuff like that, and then not only that, but, you know, what what's actually making money at the box office at the time is, like, the exploitation movies, like the Toei films, like the stuff we, we talked about on our last episode, like, you know, uh, Female Scorpion and, you know... Uh, you know, Taro Ishii movies and, and, and pink films. I mean, that that's these grimy little, like, low, nasty, low-budget movies. That's, like, what's keeping a studio like Toei afloat. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Toho, you know, they, they had an opportunity to license this, uh, this, this story and... This is basically like their attempt to get into the the exploitation game, and uh, <laughs> it, this is pretty much like it as far as far as you know, you know, doing some some kind of super exploitative horror movie. You know, after that they they you know get tamer, but but yeah, that that's probably the thing that was the most surprising to me is because like as you know the the most family unfriendly Toho sci-fi movies are still something that like isn't too offensive and then this one just comes in and there's nudity and there's rape a lot of rape you know and there's (laughs) gore there's people getting getting stabbed there's people getting fingers chopped off there's people puking up blood and it's just crazy so it it was insane yeah it, it is not what i think anyone would have would expect it's it's like uh it's definitely like if you've seen like some of like the toei exploitation films like this is way more like in that category than anything any as far as i know any tokusatsu movie that toho ever made before or since it's the only toho movie i can recall watching that i wouldn't show to like a 12 year old kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like i feel like i feel like that's probably the the previous sort of uh minimum age limit and you might even skew it a a shade lower even you know i mean like you said like 
horror of Dracula. Was it horror? Evil, Dracula? I said evil of Dracula. Was, evil of Dracula yeah, yeah. has has a little bit of like brief nudity and you know what is it? Terror of Mechagodzilla has the fake plastic boobs and Megalon has the 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 pinups. pinups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like that's that's like stuff that you like tell your kid to like go get a popcorn or something you know for like <laughs> yeah. five yeah, seconds that it, or yeah if you walk if you walk out of the room for five seconds like you're good <laughs> yeah this that <laughs> <laughs> no and then uh just the whole vibe is very is bonkers like you have i'm not sure when the trope of like the uh the lawless Japanese high school came into Japanese, you know, manga and pop culture. I mean, it's something that you see a lot. Like, I always think of the Mike movie Crow Zero, but you know that that's something that you see a lot, even in stuff like I think it's the Ichi the Killer manga or whatever. Like, the, the you know this high school that's just like run by the the, the students that are like all gangsters and like and here they're very over the top like you said yakuza wannabes that you know they march down the street and they just like walk by a garden and like cut all the flowers and like just for no reason like so so yeah just uh it it feels comic booky in that way it, you know it's it's not too like uh you know, it it it's it doesn't play it as straight as as I would have thought going into it either. It's very like over the top, and you know, you have the guy with the 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 the, the rabbit mask. Uh, like, it, there's yeah. just like it's one of those things where it's like, where are these kids? Well, we know where some of their parents are, but for the most part, we're like, where are the adults? <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you know, the adults well, the are just like. Just- the, the principal is just like, don't tell anyone about the rape. So, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, and and uh, yeah, it, it, like they have a like. There's a subplot where, like, I guess the student council or whatever, they're like, you know, there's way too much violence in the school, so they hold this <laughs> like they hold this anti-violence rally, and 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 uh, they change the location to like an empty sports arena. For yeah. some, and like that, like nobody goes to, and there's a band play, and and the bullies show up, and they start like a riot there, and the whole time there's this band playing. Is you know the bullies you sound like, you sound like you're on PCP right now or something, <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, it, there's a band playing the whole time, and like. There's like no adults there really, except for the one reporter, the other guy. Uh, there's another character uh, uh, named Akira, uh, who's also a werewolf. Only we don't see him transform. He just like talks about being a werewolf. But he he's like the only adult that I remember like being at that thing. But even then, he like just stares, stands around, like smiles at things. Yeah, like, he's like piecing. <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, that guy's freaking crazy. T- the whole, every there's no one normal in this. Um No. The, the, yeah, like like you said the the school the school is like something out of like a uh and it actually it predates these movies, but like a like a class of 1984, you know? Right, like, yeah. Yeah. 
That's exactly what I was thinking. Actually, <laughs> it, it's it's so over the top violent. I feel like, like like the teacher gets in like day one, and like kids are like throwing knives at her and shit. Like I mean, <laughs> it's and she's like, oh come on guys, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, and the the one guy is like, they like they like say like the one guy says something about like. Yeah, like you wish you could fuck me or something. Like, like the one bully. Like they say these horrible things to her too, and she's just like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, you know, here's you know algebra." It's like, what? What kind of school is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's the whole. We, we got to talk crazy. about the wolf design a little bit. Um. <sighs> Yeah, so the the werewolf effects are yeah. So the main like, I, so he has the Kira Inugami, and then I guess he has this kind of like mid transformation form, which is probably the one that anyone who's listening that does know about this movie and maybe hasn't seen it is probably the image that you're thinking right now, where it's like a wolf mask, kind of on the actor. And that's basically it. it. Kind (laughs) of a wolf mask. It's like a cross between like a wolf, a fox, and like a a beagle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, basically. And then when he goes full transformation, it's like... the the wolf. Yeah, it's just, it's like the, the... quadruped werewolf like like american werewolf in london only like you never really see it so like you'll see like a puppet head like biting a guy's neck and then you'll see like uh you know maybe like some hairy arms swat at someone and then when they do need to show him like running or something they just use a german shepherd so um you know i'm sure a lot of that is budget budgetary of you know i mean 1973 japan every movie has a budget of like four dollars so you know doing what doing what they could i suppose but um uh but yeah we we get a couple like wolf wolf out moments uh like um there's one where he rescues the teacher from being raped um (coughs) And then there's the one. Oh the yeah, end, the, the totally random rape. Yeah, the guys like where the, she's just like walking down the street, and those two guys try to those two guys on motorcycles try to rape yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I like forgot about that for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, there's a lot of it in that movie. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's uh. Yeah, and then I will he takes say, her. I mean, if you're he takes not, her back to her uh, house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then that is and then yeah, when she goes to his house and he's like he steps out of the light and she like is like what's up with your like face? <laughs> Why are you, you know, and he's like, "Oh, it's just a mask." And then, you know, we find that it's not a mask. Um And then and there yeah, and then there's some weird like uh uh fantasy sequences, I guess, where like they're rolling around in the grass. <laughs> Oh my god! It's the June Fuka movie, people. (laughs) (laughs) This is yeah. This is like the height of like get get a movie done. You have a few bucks, get it done, get it quick, done quick, get it done cheap. Um, There's all. Oh, I gotta mention. I love. (laughs) 
I think one of my favorite things that is so hilarious is the bad guy's like um his girlfriend or whatever like she's like super into Akira Inugami and like she's constantly like trying to flirt with him and at one point she like sneaks into his apartment and like just like lays down naked like trying to oh, seduce yeah. him and he pretty much just like picks her up and like pushes her out the door he's like leave me alone and there there's a a part uh another part that i like where like she's like flirting with him and she's like oh you know you're like a wolf like that's so cool and <laughs> and um i think that might be when she i think she's trying to convince him to show up at that rally because she's like you know my boyfriend and all his thug friends are gonna be there and they're gonna cause trouble like you know, someone could get hurt, you should come and protect them, or whatever, and he, he just, and it's like, they're sitting on the edge of, like, a, a fountain, like, in a park, or on a campus, or something, and when he gets up and walks away, he kicks her into the fountain. <laughs> that part's great. Um, but yeah, did you forget about the seduction part, where he's like, he comes no, home, and no. he's just like, can you leave? <laughs> yeah, where she's just laying on the ground naked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the girlfriend. She's she's crazy. Yeah, and yeah, he's he is just the ultimate. Like he he just wants everyone to just leave him the goddamn hell alone. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like, everyone's like, "Oh, join me at school." <laughs> no, join me at school, and he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, and I'm and a like, werewolf. And my parents were murdered in front of me. Like, yeah. And like it's in a in like yeah you're right though it's inappropriate enough that like he's a high schooler this is a high school but like yeah thinking of some of the <laughs> stuff in middle school is crazy because you even have the part like there's the the teacher thirst yeah for this the guy te- yeah the teacher too. yeah the the I guess pseudo romance with him and the teacher is already weird enough with it being high school but yeah <laughs> middle school is even crazier there's even. I think it's the opening of the, or, no, the opening of the movie is when he's a little kid, but, um, there's, like, at the beginning, the, the teacher is, like, a, she's almost mugged by, like, a gang, and before he, she knows that he's gonna be in her class, he, like, comes and saves her, and he gets stabbed, and, like, the next, I guess the next day or a couple days later, like, after he shows up to class, she's like, hey, like, she, like, has him come to her office after, and she, like, tells him to take his shirt off, because she thinks he's the guy that <laughs> saved her, and he's like, no, I've never seen you, and so she makes him take his shirt off to see if that stab wound is there, and it's not there, and it's like, and then, and then, yeah, I think that's also where we, the first time we see the, uh, the, the, the girlfriend. The yeah, girlfriend, the girlfriend, right? yeah, she, like, walks in, and she's like, oh, my God, like, you're so hot, like, oh, you're, like, a lone wolf, like, you're so cool, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. That's, <laughs> that's a motif in this movie quite a bit, too, if you, if you, if you like everything else we're talking about, just keep in mind that the dialogue constantly calls him a lone wolf, um, and other various, like, on-the-nose, you know, wolf motif <laughs> sort of puns and and things like that which i thought were funny yeah i i i, I enjoyed that stuff too but i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no this movie is just 
It's, it is not what, <laughs> it's not what I thought I was signing up for, but I don't say that as a complaint. I'm just saying that this movie is crazy. And it's only an hour and 17 minutes, so it's not like... It, it doesn't wear out its welcome. You know, it's fast-paced, and, like, mm-hmm. there's almost always something interesting going on, even if it's complete nonsense. Right. In other words, it's, yeah, it's very much an early 70s <laughs> Toho movie in that it's just crazy and non very often nonsensical but i don't know i think it i think it's fun i you know i that might sound weird to say that about a movie that has all this like rape and stuff but <laughs> you know i i you know i guess if you're not used to watching exploitation movies and kind of seeing stuff like that i mean maybe be you know viewer discretion advised or or, or whatever but um because yeah, there's there's a lot. There's one the poster scene that, for this movie is him holding his teacher's naked body. Right. Yeah, she's got like her shirt that, ripped open or whatever. Um, there's one scene that even I was like, okay, this is a little, a little crazy, and that's when, um, what's the ha, what's the bad guy's name? Haguro. Haguro. Yeah, that's when he first kidnaps the teacher and like. Uh, they're in his basement or whatever, and yeah, he picks was... her up and, like, <laughs> body slams her, like, multiple times. Like, he just picks her up and, like, throws her on the ground, picks her up, throws her on the ground, like, over and over and over again. And it, it seems to be that the, the two actors actually doing it. So, I mean, like, props to them for, for going all in. But I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. You're, like... <laughs> you're a really mean guy (laughs) and then you know after that he's like uh you know he he rips her clothes off and you know does uh does some bad things and then later he's like he later when unigami shows up to rescue her he's like yeah i i what does he say he says i fucked the teacher like i think he says exactly what he says i don't know if he says twice or a few times but then he says like i filled her with my seed or something and it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had purged that for my memory thank you bird and there's (laughs) bringing that back up well and that's there's there's definitely you know uh you got to consider too the um the 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 timing of this kind of this kind of movie like the the mid 70s you know um and especially the culture um mid 70s japan if like you raped a woman she was the one who was shamed mhm you know like <clears throat> yeah i mean cuz you see that in in japanese cinema in you know things like whale god that's like a key plot point too and i mean that's definitely way older setting yeah, you're seen as like unpure like, or something yeah that's that's their like <clears throat> like if you rape someone you you ruined that person basically you weren't the bad one <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, um but yeah it's yeah it, it definitely like that's the third fourth rape scene in the movie like <laughs> yeah <laughs> between this and the last episode the, the i guess the theme right the theme this year is like exploitation because this is like make no mistake this is an exploitation movie yeah and it's weird to see it come out of 
Toho. Yeah, and and with like, I mean, there's so many familiar names either in front of or behind the camera, <laughs> you know. It's, and it's yeah, it's it's all very strange. Um, and yeah, it doesn't. It this one doesn't skip out on the blood. I mean, you get impalings and fingers cut off, and like you you actually get like you actually get some gore in this one. There's yeah, there's some like arterial sprays and things. Yeah, there's the part where. Uh, um, uh, Hagaro carves the, 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 the words into, into his back with his sword. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, Matt, you've been a little quiet on this one. What's, what, where are you, I know you're, you, there's certain things that, you're a little more squeamish about where where was this on your uh what are your i guess what are your you know what are some of your takeaways on on this <clears throat> i have to be honest and say that i watched it a couple weeks ago and like it it really <laughs> so i think the theme of wolf guy is there's a lot of rape and the two movies kind of blend together for me in, in some ways oh, um man. So like it's just like it's hard to for me to pick out. Well, like, well, be- the the the, the Sunny Chiba one is usually consensual fornication. <laughs> well, yeah, <that's- laughs> so if someone is raped, it's probably this one. It's it's horror of the wolf. <laughs> I, I but like between that and working sixty hours, I, my my brain is fried. All I will say is I I remember how I feel about the movie, and that's like. I, I, I did enjoy it, despite all of the things we said about it, and I, it is a wild and and sort of crazy uh, crazy ride. There's nothing in there that like is inherently logical about it. And the end, I mean, there's there's some cool. The the effects are fun. I definitely enjoyed the uh, arterial spray moments where the wolf is like the hand puppet comes out and starts biting people, and blood starts spurting everywhere. So I remember enjoying it. That it's fun. But like I, I just I have to be honest and say that the last couple of weeks have been a total blur between all the stuff that I've watched and, and all the work that I've been doing in, in the real world. And so like I don't I don't have any key takeaways except I remember there was a lot of boobies in it and there was a lot of uh, <laughs> blood going everywhere. Uh, I mean that's accurate. <laughs> the, the true horror of this wolf is how much he'll rape you. He doesn't rape anyone. Well, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 bullies will rape you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I am I the only one that recognized some of the Manabe uh, music? In no, the- I, oh, no, I did. Oh no, I remember that very. That was the one thing that also stuck out is like the the music cues definitely feel very recycled. Yeah, there's yeah there's there's some like, that are uh, instantly like within seconds of hearing them. Instantly, which I, is, I, I, I recognize Megalon from which I don't know. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They were uh, this movie and Megalon were both 73, so I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm you know, I mean, geez, the way these movies were just cranked out back then, I mean, and, and it's hard to like we could we consider it, yeah, and 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 we consider it recycled from Megalon and it's, it was jarring for me to hear it set to like that movie's score set to some of the stuff in this movie. 
And now I'm just trying to think of this this even more insane world where like all those musical cues were meant for this movie. <laughs> uh and and we're just slapped into Godzilla because <laughs> Godzilla versus Megalon was made in about you know three seconds. five <laughs> seconds for about That's true. $3. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not exactly sure uh you know what got you know rele- what which one I guess came for, they were made they, I mean they were they, he he was probably scoring them at the same time I would think So you know maybe that has something to do with it but Do we know who made this wolf mask cuz we I <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say Nakano but I I have not I haven't seen that verified anywhere um so I don't know. They forgot I mean, to put exploded. teeth on it. <laughs> I do know. I did read that uh, the wolf mask was actually made with authentic wolf fur, which is well, that know. might that might be worse. <laughs> uh, okay, Megalon was released in. It looks like a little bit before this. Megalon was released in March of 73. Um, I'm just trying to... I, I feel like either reality is honestly yeah. insane. Like my, my Either guess him is sitting there... He, either he, my Manabe is, sitting there and scoring the... Uh, the the you know like chase down the stairs of Megalon <laughs> and being like oh this would be good for that rape scene in the other movie I'm doing or him scoring the the rape scene and be like oh this would be good for that fun children's Godzilla movie that yeah, I'm which doing. is worse <laughs> I don't know. the plot twist is that it was probably scored for one of the the Roman pornos or pinky films that he was doing, and he recycled that for both of these. God, I can't imagine. Can you imagine how stressful <laughs> it must have, have been to ma- be making these movies in the 70s? Like, we complain no. about our work lives, but, like, I, like, no wonder June Fukuda, like... <laughs> Ate his wife? <laughs> yeah, no wonder he was just so miserable. That is a good point, though, um, uh, that, um... Uh, Steve Rifle mentioned in the Kaiju Masterclass panel about Fukuda that had Stuart Galbraith on it. Um, they, they, they were talking about Horror of the Wolf, and they said, like, there's no way Ishiro Honda would have accepted this as a writing assignment. Like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, Honda was even, even making his own movies, you know, it was always very uncomfortable with with just violence in general, you know, even in his own movies, you can tell he's not very comfortable with it, but I can't imagine him, you know, you know, Hey, here, check out this wolf guy manga, you know, would, you know, would you, would you want to take a crack at the screenplay? He'd probably like, be like, are you you (laughs) kidding me? You know? (laughs) So yeah, it's one of those things, you know, people talk about Honda and Fukuda together a lot because they're like the two primary directors, but I, people don't really talk about just how different, just in a from a philosophical sense, like those are two guys that couldn't be any different. Well, yeah, just, just look, I mean, 
you talk about the violence, just look at uh, Mechagodzilla compared to Terror of, right? Like, yeah. I mean, the the one movie is is way more um, bright and and poppy in its tone, but way more violent and bloody, and 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 you know, there's there's death and blood and and mutations and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like terror is and then the dark, other ones- and it has like there's a scene of like the the guys being whipped. There's like a couple things like that, but like there's not like. Full but they're on, not as bloody. Either. Yeah, there's it's not like, like bloodshed, you know, everywhere. <laughs> um. Also, I guess this is a f- fun piece of trivia. The guy playing Inugami's father at the beginning, who gets gunned down by helicopters, is Kensho Yamashita, who was also an assistant, one of the ads or something like that on Terror of Mechagodzilla. But, um, uh, twenty years later. He uh, directed Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He uh, he didn't get gunned down for real, and he, he gave us <laughs> what is, in my opinion, the worst live-action <laughs> Toho Godzilla movie. But, you know. He's he's dead now, so we we can't be too mean to him, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. yes, yeah. You know, sure. <laughs> um. So anyway, no, the movie's insane, uh, and it's uh, a quick watch, and uh, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm never not bored by it, so. Uh, we can wrap up on Horror of the Wolf. What, what do you guys give this out of f- uh, five? Um, uh, I don't want to do a rape uh, metric. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you give five, this? A- five naked women showing up in your uh, in your house at random. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm gonna go first, mainly because again. It, this movie was both a fever dream and it I, I watched it too long ago to I don't know my brain's broken at the moment but my letterbox I gave it a three it is fun it is a it is a recommended three meaning I, I think if you're intrigued by what you heard you should definitely check it out it's it's a wild ride okay um, I'm gonna go three and a half just a bump up, uh, above that um, it's a good time and if you're into these crazy 70s, Japanese exploitation movies and want to add a little bit of werewolf, a little bit of just craziness, um, and I guess to see what what a what Toho's Tokusatsu guys would do in the in in the the form of an exploitation movie, uh, I definitely think it's worth tracking down. Um, there are subtitled versions out there now, and if you know where to look, I would say by all means check it out. Uh, I I liked it, and uh, it's something that I would definitely rewatch. Yeah, I'm I'm basically right there. I'm at a three and a half out of five. Uh, it's it's crazy and wild, and uh, it's interesting, and 
and uh, yeah, and it's and it's only seventy seven minutes long. So yeah, yeah, brisk brisk watch. Um, so you know, I'm not sure how the licensing of this property worked, but uh, only a couple years later, 1975, Toei did a wolf guy movie based on the adult wolf guy uh uh series so horror of the wolf is kind of like the that's that's based on the young wolf guy stuff this is him as an adult and um uh i've seen some people refer to this as a sequel but that's not really accurate again different studios um it's just the same character based on the same character but he's older so like like saying this is a sequel to uh the last movie is like saying like batman vs superman is a sequel to the dark knight you know it's same character different everything else you know he's older <laughs> <laughs> you know this is so as far as i know it's not like in continuity with the other movie um so listener if you were listening to the whole Horror of the Wolf segment and thinking like, geez, this sounds crazy. Movies can't get any crazier than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Toei, they got have they got a surprise for you. Um, so <sighs> this movie's nuts. Um, this is directed by Kazuhiko Yamaguchi, who uh him and Sonny Chiba go way back. Um he was an AD on the Golden Bat, which uh, also uh, star- starred Sonny Chiba, and he directed, uh, you know, Sister Street Fighter and a lot of, you know, toys, uh, action movies and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't, again, I don't know if Toho had the license to the overall property or if Adult Wolf Guy, I'm imagining it was just licensed completely separately and, you know, it wasn't as convoluted or crazy as, you know, things like Hollywood licensing for IPs. But, um, so, uh, this one's all over the place. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oof. I'll, uh, I'll struggle my way through the plot synopsis, I guess. So, um, we are caught up with, uh, 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 Akira Inugami, who is now the gruff Sonny Chiba. And he is a what is he? Is he a detective now? He's like a yeah. Reporter he's like a PI yeah. or something. Or is he a reporter? Right? I don't even remember. I think he's more like a PI. From <clears throat> is he? Is he both? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess he doesn't. Co- he's not really like a cop. He's like <laughs> he, you know what he is. He's he's basically he has now become. The reporter investigator guy from, from yeah the, he's yeah from, from the, the other movie right yeah so he solved he helps solve crimes so yeah I guess he's more yes. of like a, a I guess you could maybe say he's a PI um, and so there's a string of if you thought I sounded like I was on drugs last time Jesus Christ um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a string of um, murders I guess. And they're all people who are, they appear like to have been mauled by a tiger. Um, and they are all members of this band called The Mobs, like a, a rock band. And so Akira Inugami 
is uh, is trying to figure out who's responsible for these murders, and then eventually he sees one of them, and it's like this uh, vision of a tiger, and then like these an invisible force like just maul like rips these guys open, and he's like, huh, that's kind of weird. Um, so as he's like, you know kind of getting into who the, who the mobs are, you know, so he's talking to like, um, you know, their producer and, um, and he ends up meeting this girl, um, who is, uh, like she is or was a singer at the same club that the mobs play. And it turns out she is, a junkie and the owner of the club has uh he he i don't remember why or if it's said why but he he basically like told the mobs like hey you know she's yours you can do whatever you want to her so each of them has raped her at some point i believe um yep and you know she's made to do things you know for uh for heroin and so he he ends up meeting her and um he is kind of like figuring out what the the connection is between her and these people that have murdered and that's basically it um and then we the the movie is like three it's like a three kind of like, well, it's three acts, obviously, but each one is like its own thing. It's, it's yeah, it's like right? they're completely unrelated. Yeah, like like so maybe that is like okay, the this is like this issue of the manga, this is this issue, but but um, so once he once he like kind of saves her, yeah, he then gets embroiled in saving <laughs> someone else. Like, yeah, it's, so, it's always the next right, right. Um, and so he basically it turns out that the this tie she has some kind of um like a ESP sort of and and her her rage manifests in the form of this tiger invisible tiger that mauls people to death um so uh during all this you know he has sex with a few women and uh you know this this poor this poor girl you know she's a she's a heroin addict and she has syphilis and and wolf guy is like you know you know we 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 could like hook up and she's like but i have syphilis and he's like that's fine and then they get inter- <laughs> and so then they get interrupted by the japanese cia who kidnaps them both and they're trying to find ways to basically weaponize their powers. So now we're now so so now we're the first section is like a little horror movie. Now we're we we're turning into a sci-fi movie, okay? And so you know, they do this thing where like they they try to give another guy a blood transfusion to see if he'll get werewolf powers, but instead he just like pukes up blood and like it implodes. <laughs> And they're <laughs> and then like they're doing all these experiments on her, and so uh, he basically breaks them out. And then what? 
Refresh my memory. What happens to her at this point? She gets used by them later on. At, oh at yeah. The, yeah, so she, so he she gets, gets like, weaponized. She yeah. gets like kind of brainwashed and weaponized. Yeah, so she she shows back up later by them and like is being used as a weapon. But he escapes into like uh back to like, his, like his the woods of his homeland or whatever. And that's when we see a flashback where not only did his parents get killed, but his whole family, his whole clan got killed. So in this version, like, he is the last surviving wolf guy. <laughs> um, and so he, he goes, and then he meets this girl that, like, I guess grew up listening to legends of him, and... Uh, you know, he, he spends the night with her and they have sex and then like he's like, Oh my god, I'm in love with you and then <laughs> and then he's like, You're a lot like my mom and she's like, Yeah, I might be your mom. <laughs> and and so I don't know if like there's some kind of reincarnation thing going on there, but that's weird. But before we can even before we can get an answer to that, the uh the the government guys come back with the um, the tiger girl uh, and they try to kill him, and uh, they kill his new soulmate, who he's just like, yeah, he's like, I love you, I've never been in love like this before, and it's like, they've known each other for like eight hours, but whatever. Um, and this is like the fourth person he's banged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is where it kind of becomes almost more like a James Bond movie, where you have, you know, the the you know this showdown and these shootouts and stuff like that um and uh she ends up uh sh- the tiger girl um do the like, two girls kill each other his family yeah her her family like hunted all the other wolves and she's like the last she was in the village when his family was exterminated which is what her connection is and then the the girl that was weaponized with tiger uses the tiger power to kill his lover they and shoot each other I, don't they and then yeah and the girl and then she shoots the yeah they, yeah they basically kill each other um and then sunny chiba kills the bad guys and it ends immediately <laughs> after that um and th- this movie is crazy so uh I mean, that's the most normal version of of the events that I can give. Yeah. Um, and so, because you left out the part where he gets stabbed and shot, and the girl smears her his blood all over her face, <laughs> and then and then licks it off of his hand and has sex with him. Yeah. Do Do we see her again after that? No. She like picks him up we, on the street she, and like, takes him home, and then like. Yeah, again, I mean, I, I, I guess they were really leaning into the James Bond part of like, okay, this guy's just going to bang everybody. Um, but yeah, no, this is another movie that is like, it's done dirty and cheap and quick, so cheap and so quick that they couldn't even bother to have any werewolf effects aside from some like stock growls. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonny Chiba, instead of either they were too cheap, or maybe Sonny Chiba didn't want to do makeup. Either way, either I mean, either version of that is insane because it's like, oh, we got the rights to this werewolf IP. Only 
we're not gonna he's not gonna be a werewolf we're just gonna you know yeah this he's this just werewolf gonna... <laughs> ip that if if the anime which we'll talk about coming up is is any indication of what the manga is like it has werewolves about every 45 seconds <laughs> like and so yeah the most werewolf you get of sunny i mean a sunny chiba werewolf movie sounds amazing and you have every right to assume that's what you're getting because it's like you are getting it but you're also not <laughs> but yeah you get like you know some during some of the more intense fights like they'll dub over some stock like wolf growls or something so you know i'm sure someone at toei was like but hey we're calling this wolf guy yeah like <laughs> but we can't make him into a wolf and then the producer the producer was probably just like i don't i don't see the problem here <laughs> get out of my office <laughs> you well, know like make the, it happen the, one of the first girls he sleeps with keeps like screaming how much he's like he, she's like animal animal yeah she, she what does she say like... she's like i i love yeah she says something about like how that she's attracted to him cuz he's an animal and and you know, I mean, he's, so he's definitely talked, like, I mean, they definitely say, like, he's a wolf person, you know, he's a guy with wolf powers, that's, you know, that's why he's, gets kidnapped anyway, but, but yeah, so they're either too cheap or whatever, <laughs> so he, you don't, you don't get any actual wolf makeup, so you have a wolf guy movie <laughs> where he doesn't turn into a wolf. Uh, which is crazy. Um, but I, this is another one that I just think taps into that really fun exploitation film that only would have come out in 1970s Japan. And, and I mean, I've, I've always been a fan of Sonny Chiba. Like we love Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba has been on this podcast before. Um, so, I mean, obviously, he's a pleasure to watch. Like, he does a lot of really fun things. Like, there's a part where, uh, like, he infiltrates the the bar that the mobs play at, and, like, he knocks a guy in the ground, and then he puts a chair on top of him and sits in the chair. Um, like, he does this uh, this thing where he uses, like, coins. I mean, I would say quarters, but it's Japanese currency. But basically a coin about the size of a quarter he uses them as weapons so he'll like oh that part is awesome yeah so he'll like throw coins at people's heads and like it'll knock them out um which i guess <laughs> is i was reading as a, a homage to a detective character named zenigata heiji who i don't know what that is you know but i guess some pop culture thing at the time but but that's really fun um and uh you know he's he's just a really enjoyable I mean, it's it's no wonder that he was a big star, you know. And after Street Fight, after the Street Fighter was such a big success for for Toei, they were like putting him everywhere. Hence, why they you know plugged him into a a wolf wolf guy only without him turning into a wolf. Yeah, they they said, "Hey, we've got this wolf property, and and you know five bucks to make it with," and they're like, "Yeah, just." Send Sonny Chiba out into the quarry and have him beat the shit out of some people. <laughs> this is one of the things that, like, when when Matt interviewed Sonny Chiba in the back of an abandoned Macy's store, uh, <laughs> this is a movie that, like, I wish we'd seen at the time, 
but yeah, then again, yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't, he, the, I mean, we, we asked him about Street Fighter and he told Matt, he was like, I know that's like one of my most famous movies, but I was doing so many movies at the time. I remember like nothing, <laughs> like it all just blends together. Um, but no, this movie's crazy. Uh, and uh, do you think you would remember this? May I, you would think so, Maybe. right? I would hope so. But or or was this done like because does he ever change his clothes? Like was this whole thing just <laughs> shot in like a weekend? You, you could tell me that and I would believe it. <laughs> um, this is another one uh, that even in Japan, I guess, has been relatively obscure until recently. But um, here in the states, like Horror of the Wolf, this just never got a release um, until recently. Horror of the Wolf is still, you know. Hard to find, but Arrow put this one out on Blu-ray um, not too long ago, and um, so it's been on a bunch of streaming services. It's uh, Joe Bob Briggs did um, did an episode on it, uh, so it has kind of become a cult film here in the states, which is pretty cool. You know, a movie this old like is is kind of you know gotten out there a bit. Um, uh, from uh from what i understand <laughs> i don't own the blue i should uh, next arrow sale maybe i'll pick it up but i guess on the blu-ray that there's an interview with the director and his attitude towards this isn't entirely different from june fukuda's attitude <laughs> towards everything <laughs> like he's just like yeah that's a thing i made for like five dollars and it it's a piece of junk i don't know why people <laughs> like it but <laughs> But that's I, why we like it. Yeah, no, this is this one. <laughs> this this is another one that's just super fun. And yeah, like I said, I mean, the, the, there's talk about rape, but there's not really like on screen rape in here. So, you know, um, if that's something that you you're sensitive to, you know, this is one you can watch and not really have to worry about that. Um, but yeah. it, this is there's crazy. the part where there's the part where he goes from banging his mother wife. Um, <laughs> to uh, to then just all of a sudden he's in a quarry and there's explosions everywhere. Well, it's a Toei movie, and so yeah, if you know anything about Toei, uh, they have like two rules: one, there needs to be a sequence in a quarry, and two, there has to be random explosions at all times. <laughs> it's and like that's... every it's like every Sentai or Common Rider episode. Eventually, you're gonna get to that same damn like rock quarry. <laughs> yep. Uh, which and I that's, noticed that's, in uh... that's maybe the only part of the movie where even Sans makeup, uh, Chiba feels like he's doing like some wolfy stuff, right? Yeah, like he, he kind of like. Crawls he's doing flips and, through the air, and, yeah. and just the way he's lunging at people, it like you're you're almost like, oh, he should totally have some wolf, <laughs> even claws on right now, like just the way yeah, he's like lunging right. at people. You know, you, yeah, you'd think they'd be like, you know, here, you know, you got wear some claws or some fangs or something. But <laughs> uh, no, I the, the, there's nothing about this movie is normal. Um, is is there anything about this this is this normal? No. It's just like no. It's <laughs> well, Sunny Chiba. Sunny Chiba is he doesn't transform. <laughs> he's the only. He just. He's just himself. But yeah. 
and yeah, like it, it really does. It goes from like a it's a horror movie, then it's a sci-fi movie, then it's like an espionage, like thriller. It's like it's a a crazy mishmash of like all kinds of stuff, and it's 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 bananas. It's not like yeah, I, they like they turn the the Tiger Woman against him because they're like. Oh, he wouldn't love you, but it's like he he offered. Yeah, she even told he him like to get syphilis for you. Yeah, he she even told him like we shouldn't do this because you know you'll get syphilis, and he was like, what a, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever, <laughs> I can handle it. <laughs> Maybe werewolves are immune to syphilis. I, I say, do you think that's like a thing that's supposed to be a thing of like he's a werewolf, so it doesn't matter? I no, <laughs> I think he. I, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of. Uh, I've never heard of uh, how susceptible werewolves are to STDs. But no, this is this movie is like off off the walls. Like, oh, it's it. It's. I mean, your your rambling, nonsensical plot description was was more sensical than the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, no. It's the, I, it's the only way the human brain can can attempt to, you know, quantify this movie is you have to make it try to make sense. Yeah, but it doesn't. These are the but like like these are the kinds of like film discoveries that like I live for, like. Because like you, you you the second you press play, you have no idea what you're getting into, and there's no way you could predict it because normal people don't <laughs> don't, don't think this tell way. Stories this way, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just kind of watching like this, just insane. Like there's no way you could like I wouldn't have been able to tell you that the guy was being mauled by a woman who was astrally projecting a a tiger. <laughs> I like to, that the stock footage of the tiger they got wasn't even, like, ferocious. It's just a tiger that's just, like, standing there. Yeah, it's just, like, a normal, <laughs> like, it's just a normal tiger. They couldn't even get a tiger that was, like, roaring? Yeah, like, it's like they, it's, yeah, it's like they went to the zoo and just, like, shot a tiger walking around or something. <laughs> But I just, uh, this movie is like, it's a, a bunch of crazy stories, all from a different genre, like, put into a blender and just, like, thrown at you, and it's just like, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> you're gonna watch this, and if you have questions, like, too bad. <laughs> so, uh, I, I have the utmost respect for, for a wolf guy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, it, I guess, I don't know, like, like we were saying about Horror of the Wolf, like, I guess I kind of understand why neither of these made it over, probably just because they are what they are, <laughs> you know, I mean, back then. This one I have a little bit less, you know, understanding of why this one didn't This one make feels it over, more right? like it would fit in in the drive-in circuit, really, like. 
um, horrible. Yeah, or the grindhouse. Yeah, 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 theaters. yeah. But but yeah, I mean, you know, you you're. It just seems like the there wasn't like the wide reach of of like it wasn't easy to reach niche audiences as widely as it is now so you know now you know something like like arrow or whoever can can come and release this thing that has been like nowhere for the last 40 years you know or or whatever whereas back then it's like okay you know we're going to we're going to buy this movie and we need to get it in front of as many faces as possible and now it's like you know, I, the home video market, especially now, has really just kind of changed that. Because even, even in, like, the 90s, like, VHS rentals, like, that way, like, you, ha you had to make a lot of money on VHS rentals, you know? Now it's like, Arrow can put it out, and every nerd is going to pre-order it. And, you know, because it's a Sonny Chiba movie, you know, back then it's like, you know, that it didn't have the same, like, it wasn't, that. that's not as marketable. Yeah. You know, it's more, mar stuff like that's more marketable now. Yeah, Sonny Chiba wasn't, like, marketable as much, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, like, I I, you know, I, I, if, if, like, you went to the Grindhouse houses every weekend you knew who Sonny Chiba was but if if you're just some dude you know he wasn't like a a Jackie Chan or a Bruce Lee or something I, I think most people my age <clears throat> uh probably first heard of Sonny Chiba from watching True Romance you know where Christian Slater is like yeah he, the he's at the movie theater watching a double uh, a triple feature of Sonny Chiba movies like so yeah it's you know it's i'm it's i'm glad it's out there but you know uh you know better late than never what'd you think of the scene when they were slicing his guts open yeah that's crazy too there there's okay so, <laughs> so when he's being experimented on by the the these government guys like there's a scene that i'm pretty sure is real surgery footage but they inverted the colors so it's not like gross super gross it's looking not, it's not like impossible to watch just... <laughs> yeah but it's still yeah. like it's still hard to watch <laughs> right yeah yeah but yeah i'm pretty sure that's like real footage of like someone's stomach getting sliced open and operated on or something but yeah the colors are are inverted and then um and yeah there isn't there there's a part later where like he, his intestines get cut out, and he he's shoving them back <laughs> back into his yes. body. <laughs> he gets his intestines pulled out. I do they say why? I don't remember. I, I but he gets his he gets his intestines pulled out of him and just left like in his lap, <laughs> and he's laying in his and he's laying in his bed in in a prison cell, and he just starts like going like. Ugh. And his intestines suck themselves back in. Yeah. Normal <laughs> people don't think of things like that. <laughs> um, no, this movie's crazy. Uh, Matt, do you have anything you want to add about Wolf Guy? I know you said earlier that, that they're all kind of blurring together because, I don't know, you're... you're <laughs> 
you're all work and no play or something. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I think I enjoyed this one slightly more than the other one. Uh, it is the the absurdity of having three very distinct kind of story stories mishmashed together, but like the way that everything plays out is kind of part of the charm, and, and also like the I really loved the stunt work especially at the chorus scene, like people are just like backflipping and jumping off stuff. And it's, it's that part is quite a bit of fun. Yeah. And I mean, and that was, uh, the, the, the stunts is that's by uh, Japan action club, which I think that was like Sonny Chiba's own, like yep. stunt troop or whatever. So, I mean, you, you see a Sonny Chiba movie from the seventies, you know, it's going to have crazy choreography and stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it. It's they do sort of blend together, and the plot's nonsensical, and all the the craziness that we talked about. It's all in there, and so if it sounds up your alley, like it's it's a hard, it's it's a good recommend. Yeah. Uh, don't expect to see uh, the were the werewolf. Don't expect to see him transform into a werewolf. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing you should know. Which again, you're absolutely not wrong for thinking that but nothing about this movie is going to go the way you think it's going to go so <laughs> you know just understand that right there and i think if you like i mean if you like any of this stuff martial arts horror sci-fi i mean it's all in this movie and if you like a good deal of unpredictable randomness and nonsense storytelling uh that you could have only gotten like the very specific brand that 1970s Japan would give you, then, you know, I, I think that you'll have a ball with this. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give this three and a half, uh, wolf ish guys. Wolfish guys. <laughs> I, on my letterbox, I think I gave it a three, but I, I do like it more than the previous film, so I'm going to go uh, three and a half. All right, bump it up. All right, Tom, where, where are you on? Yeah, this on is a, it's a nonsensical, insane trip of uh, boobs, kills, fights, gore, and uh, a super funky, funkadelic score. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention the score. The score is like amazing <laughs> it's, it's it's like it was it's like the score was written by like parliament funkadelic yeah yeah it's like it george clinton clinton wrote the original <laughs> score for wolf guy or something um it's really cool it's really cool actually um <laughs> it's insane but that i mean for starters how many movies do you see that have like really funky scores like that right and then that it just kind of adds that additional layer of madness to this movie um but yeah I'm, I'm also at a three and a half i think it's uh you know it's very light on the horror uh more heavy on the, on the action but it's a totally wild ride yeah um and it's also you know under 90 minutes yeah yeah no it's 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 wild um so now we're going to jump into 1992, well, December of 92 to June of 93 with uh, the, the studio J.C. Staff, and their 
Wolf Guy adaptation, uh, six-part um, OVA called Simply Wolf Guy. Um, it's it's interesting. What is kind of cool about looking at all three of these is that we're not looking at the same story being retold over and over and over, like. And uh, and so this takes place right when. It's arguable that this one doesn't even tell a story. But... <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> this one is is, is uh, uh, more or less. Um, taking place right after the story arc that we see in the first movie, which came from the novelization uh, uh, Crest of the Wolf, which came from the manga before that. Um, so basically, the, a sequel story to that. So we leave off with Akira Inugami being presumably dead. Like, the, the, the Toho movie ends with uh, seeing a wolf, like, basically, in a, it's kind of weird-looking, and it's gonna, I'm going to sound crazy, but like walking up to heaven, <laughs> like walk. So, you know, I think the implication is that he's died and gone on to the afterlife. And this is like picking up right after that. And he's still alive. Um, this is, um, uh, directed by Naoyuki Yoshinaga, who, um, not being an anime guy, I don't know much about this guy. Uh, I see he has credits for, Yurusei Yatsura, um, Tetsujin 28, um, Pat Labor, uh, so, I mean, those are words I recognize, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh, Kevin is gonna have a stroke when he hears uh, this. Oh, I was, I was about to say, there's, there's a couple people that, uh, Kevin told me I should be mentioning, um, one is, uh, well, I guess this goes back to the Wolf Guy novels. Uh, Rumiko Takahashi, um, she is an artist, um, and I guess she did a lot of the covers for the, the novels. Um, which, by the way, um, some of those have been translated into English. <clears throat> so if you want to, like, if you like this stuff and want to get into the further adventures of Wolf Guy, there has been a, a, a smidgen of, of the material available in English. Um, but yeah, she uh, she did some of the covers, and um, she's a person that uh, I guess manga people would. Do either of you guys know about this lady? Nope. Rumiko Takahashi. Anyone? No. Nope. Well, all of the uh, manga and manga people are probably screaming at us. They are one hundred percent. Hold on a second. I lo- I looked at this stuff and earlier, and just like my brain. Oh, like. Okay, so she did Inuyasha, which is something that most people and anybody uh, watch Toonami. That's a popular thing. Um, yep, I know that name. <laughs> yeah, although uh, the the Yatsura thing is is far more notable. Like that's the one that you should really know her for. But yeah, Inuyasha is probably the one that people in the, the states would recognize. Um, and I guess the big name on here appears to be uh, composer Kenji Kawai. Who, I mean, I'm looking at this guy, and he's got Pat Labor, Gundam, Devilman, uh, Mika Droid, uh, Ghost in the Shell, Blue Seed, uh, Ultraman Jeed, uh, The Ring 2, Sakuya. Uh, this guy, 
uh, Dark Water. This guy is uh, uh, Kiba Kichi. Okay, this guy is um, if if it's a Ultraman Nexus. If it's a Japanese thing, uh, Death Note, the Kaneko movie. Yeah, if it's Jeez. a Jap- if it's a <laughs> if it's a Japanese thing, this guy probably did the music. <laughs> Kamen Rider Build. Yeah, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, the video game, which is great. Mob by the Psycho, way. Ip Man Four. Mob Psycho is awesome. Uh, yeah, no, this guy don't, he don't stop. And what's uh, the name again? Kenji Kawai. Yeah, he's been composing for decades upon decades. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Wolf Guy, the OVA, um... Can I get a volunteer for the plot synopsis? Okay, let's let's try it, and then you can help me fill stuff in. Yeah, this is this is a tough one. Okay, Inugami's presumed dead <laughs> at the start of this, but he's not. We've already covered that. Uh, where he is, for some reason, is in a secret research facility which is attempting to use his blood to make a super soldier serum, which gets made, but it gets injected into a nurse, and she wolfs out and murders everyone. And then Inugami escapes with another guy whose name is also Akira, and that's the reporter guy from the first one, the guy who said he was a wolf. Uh, they both become wolves. And this is like in the first episode. Uh, maybe it's the second. I can't remember anymore because <laughs> this one really bled together. But still, they they both become wolves and they escape with a pair of tigers because now these tigers are helping them because these tiger people are rescuing Inugami because he's... The uh, they they keep saying he's like the future of the entire human race, um, which he just seems like some some kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're trying to now rescue his teacher. Uh, you know the the teacher. I I I think right. Like this is that character, right? Yeah, She's yeah. Supposed the, it's to be, the same teacher yeah. that. Is featured in the the first movie because they never they never establish them at all. Yeah, like you if you don't know you're that you're very story, much dropped into this story. Yeah, in media if, you, if you don't know that the story, you're you're gonna be like, who is anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Even if you know that that story, <laughs> at times you're gonna wonder who is anybody. Um, so she was kidnapped by. Some guy named Saijiro, who I don't know who this guy is. He's just a jerk. <laughs> uh, who rapes her and impregnates her and then injects her with some drug that uh, basically makes her catatonic. Um. And then Inugami saves her and then they've, they like fight Saijiro and like presumably kill him but he gets super soldier blood serum and becomes 
like kind of a wolf guy too, but he also uh, he also changes his face. Yeah, they give right? it, he get, yeah, he they, they they give him a new face yeah, for some reason. Yeah, the guys that he's working for which cuz like there's like two groups after there's, him, right? There's like yes, the, there's the Japanese government and then there's like this other group that is like trying to get his blood to like you like you said like they're trying to advance human evolution with his wolf powers, almost like a Magneto in X-Men 1 kind of thing. Yes. So, back, back, back in the the village, <laughs> the the wolves and the tiger people join up to try to help Inugami save the future of the human race. But he says he won't save the human race unless he can save his teacher. So Inugami and one of the tiger ladies go well, to well, try to get. Well, they find out in- she'll die if she gives birth. Well, yeah, but they also the, the the real point is they they go to get an antidote for her catatonia, and they pretend to be like a married couple living in. Do they say what city it is? It's more in a city though, um, and then they are like trying to scout this building to like figure out like the best way to get into it to go steal the antidote um and then this Saijiro back he oh my god he (laughs) joins he joins forces with a woman who is given to him by like the leader of this uh this this crazy uh, terrorist group or whatever they are um who has been given plastic surgery to look exactly like the teacher. <laughs> we don't uh, know why, though. <laughs> because yeah, that's, that's of reasons, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Saijiro rapes her, too, because she's looking at him. <laughs> and and then she la- she says, hey, remember, then later she says, hey, remember when you raped me? Don't worry about it, because I love you now. Um, and then, oh my God. And then Inugami and, uh, the tiger lady who was helping him realized that they should go under the building. And then shit gets real wild. (laughs) At some point they meet back up with this Saijiro and they like, they're fighting all these werewolf super soldier people together. And the Saijiro is like, I'll kill you next time. And he's like, yeah, maybe next time. And that's the last we see of that guy. <laughs> Did and they then cure they, like, her? They, they, they get the, 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 the antidote, and then like the, the, it just ends. And, then they, and they say they will. Uh, well, yes. If you couldn't tell from that plot synopsis, this is an OVA. If you know what a, a, an original video animation is, they were often tie-ins to, you know, a book or a, a, a manga. And it's like, oh, if you like the OVA, you gotta go buy some stuff to figure out what happens next. So, uh, that's why I come away from a lot of this stuff frustrated. Like, 
Uh, it seems like a lot of anime just does that. It, didn't one of the Giver uh, anime kind of do the same yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That's a gripe. I guess we can all just get out of the way right there because there's. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That piece. Right. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind if you want to uh, tease things out. Right. Like. You do this you do this, you do this whole thing where you're building this rivalry between Saijiro and and Inugami and, and you know you want to like tease that out for a while. I mean, okay. Right? But like your main story here has been Inugami trying to save the teacher's life and you don't even resolve that. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get the whole like oh, the bad guy got away, we'll get him next time thing, but like at least like like wrap up the they're like oh the we're going to get that serum <laughs> and and like, and I was like yeah that was it, that was so why not that was just... where you started <laughs> right right yeah um so with that out of the way uh i'm sure people are probably realizing that this isn't normal either um <laughs> i'm not sure if there's anything in this franchise that is normal I wouldn't expect there to be. Um, because, no, not if it's all like this. No, because this is crazy too. This is insane. There's <laughs> a lot of rape again. <laughs> well, yeah, and then we we gotta uh, we gotta say that Inugami is his own problem here because they're like, hey, my, uh, you know, she, she, she's gonna die if she gives birth, and he's like, oh no, like. It, like they're like, yeah, you know, she should get an abortion. He's like, no, nope, <laughs> we're no, we're not doing that. And then, like, does that get resolved? No. <laughs> so they for all I know, pregnancy. To, yeah, so for all I know, after after so for all we know, after she gets healed, he could force her to carry the baby to term, and she will die. <laughs> so you guys like the ending. Sorry, I had to ask that question. There is no ending. <laughs> no, like the weird, like there's a there's this like weird thing at the end where as soon as the anime ends, there's this voiceover that says something about and someone died. It was someone they cared about, and like that's how it ends. But they never tell us who died. I don't remember because that. there was there was a the sound of wolves howling. I do remember the sound of wolves howling thing. Yeah, that's the, the the voiceover provides like the wolves are howling and someone someone died, but in yeah, the, in the voice, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. So, this movie has very questionable uh, ethics regarding uh, women's rights and <laughs> reproductive rights and uh, women's bodily autonomy. <laughs> I think, right. <laughs> We can agree yeah. there, right? <laughs> it's also it's also another one of those things where every single female is thirsting after our main yes. character. Yeah, that's very frustrating. And like thirsting after the like the you get raped and then you start falling. It just it's it's bad. Yeah, this is probably the the one that has the most disturbing, uh, I guess, underlying implications. <laughs> I think because yeah, you have the like oh, 
uh, you know, you were raped and now you have to have a baby even though it'll kill you. You have, uh, you were raped and now you love the, you love the rapist your... and you have the guy like, oh no, you can't get an abortion. You have to have the baby even though it'll kill So there's a lot of, um, uh, questionable, uh, well, it's, it's not even that the women love the guy, like the, the side girl character, the, the girl that loves him is like talking about how she's going to follow him until the very end. So not only does she love him, she's knows she's going to die during the conflict and, or believes that she will. And she just doesn't care. She's going to throw her life down for his sake for no reason. It's never earned. <laughs> yeah. But there's also the, 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 the native American character. Yeah, who's like side His name is like Chiefson. Chiefson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he's basically he's he's like Sajiro's rival, and then like I don't know, they have like a thing where they team up, and then they hate each other, and then they team up, like they have one of those things going on. Um, Which it seems like Inugami and Sajiro are are developing too, <laughs> because at the end he's like here. You want some of this serum so that you can analyze it and figure out how to how to stop people from making wolf soldiers. <laughs> Here you go, have some. And he's kind of like See you later. Yeah, and he's kind of like I guess I don't quite get He's he's basically like the muscle for these other guys, right? But at a certain point he just basically starts doing whatever he wants. Yes. Yeah, there's like the three factions or whatever. You because have like they, the mob. Have it like becomes mob another faction too. Thing. Like he becomes yeah. like a faction unto himself because everyone he's working for wants to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> he like double crosses them at some point, so like he becomes one of their targets. Um, did did, any, did you guys pay any attention to the opening theme song sequence? Because it's really strange. I, I will not lie. I will not lie and say that I fat that I skip that every time. Well, it's really weird because you see a bunch of stuff that like isn't in the show. Like you see um, the other Akira, the reporter Akira. You see him like in his office, like eating lunch. And then there's another part where you see him like walk up to a woman at a gas station and he touches her butt and then she like sprays him in the face with gas. That then, seems like, very on brand. None, <laughs> none of that's in the show. <laughs> And, like, even his character in the show, like, he doesn't really seem like that kind of, like, he never does anything like that to anybody. So it's really weird. I wonder if they just, like, I don't know. The the It's a really strange opening. Like, I, I, I can't say I completely understand it. I didn't understand anything. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's pretty bonkers. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess kind of getting into our, 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 I guess, thoughts of, uh, like there's of, that thing, uh, what's the, what's with the, the, like the, the random subplot where, uh, the wolves and the tigers are all like retreating away from that village. Yeah. Cause like, that's where he goes, but then like they're leaving. Why? <laughs> just I don't know <laughs> because <laughs> I I'm, I didn't quite get the relationship between the tigers and the wolves like 
it's like a tenuous alliance, right? Yeah, like, like they're kind of rivals, but they're kind of setting their their stuff aside because the, there's other stuff going on. Yeah, it's. A, I think the tight. It seems like tigers tend to be generally more organized and more rules driven, um, and wolves are more lone wolves type of thing. <laughs> And the and the tigers and, are uh, Chinese, and the wolves are Japanese. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, hey, at least I kind of know where the whole uh, astral projection tiger thing in the other Wolf Guy movie came from. Like, it was actually inspired by something. What's from, that? From the source material. Oh, like, oh, there's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that too when i was watching this um i mean it's uh so six episodes they're about a half hour each that's about they're three than, they're, they're like you, yeah 25 you, minutes yeah if you because say if you skip the opening theme song and you skip the end credits which are always long and it's like 20 minutes why did, yeah. why did the end credits show you what's going to happen next time if this was like uh this wasn't like really like a weekly show, was it? Like, oh uh, well, on uh, on my anime list, uh, it says aired December huh. through June, but I don't know if that's like a default thing, and maybe like that's just like okay, the tapes were released, like the first one came out in December. I don't know that, that that's a Kevin question, and I'm sure if he if we haven't driven him away <laughs> by our ignorance he's gonna be at this point <laughs> yelling at us in chat the second he listens to this um, i'm just gonna tell him not to listen <laughs> uh yeah but yeah you can you can watch this show in in a, about two hours yeah um yeah so i i would say my my big thing with this is like um among the six episodes, there were a few episodes that really didn't seem, in my opinion at least, they didn't really seem to be moving forward very much. Um, I don't know if maybe it's just like, if that has more to do with my mood or whatever when I watched it, but I feel like this could probably be like two episodes shorter and maybe be a little bit more enjoyable. It retains the the batshit bonkersness that you expect from Wolf Guy, but um, it just seems a little bit long in the tooth, especially since there's so much stuff that we we don't get resolved and we don't get wrapped up. There's some stuff that you could probably just just cut out completely. Do you remember when Sidro has the little bomb inside of him? Yeah. And he cuts it out? Yeah. That's insane. That part's crazy. I mean, everything's <laughs> the whole, crazy. The whole but... thing's crazy. Um... Yeah, no, it's... That, like, I think it was... It was one of the episodes in the middle. It might have been three or four or five that really just felt like it was, like, just completely just treading water. Yeah, it didn't really seem like it was moving the characters or the story forward. It just seemed to be like, this is just more of everything that you already know was going on kind of deal. Yeah, I think it was four. Because I think the first two, like, because I, I watched the the first two are on YouTube. And that's where I watched the first two. And I was like, I remember being like, whoa, man, if this is just this crazy, 
the whole time. <laughs> this is going to be insane. And then, like, the third episode started to kind of explain or at least attempt to explain what the hell was actually going on. And then the fourth episode is, is kind of just more of that. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's more explaining of what's going on when I, I'm i like, I already understand it as well as I'm ever going to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean it it retains the the absolute nuttiness, but yeah, it's somewhere in those middle episodes it kind of slows down, but not in the way that I think is a good way. Not to build characters. Yeah. So um, so with that being said, you know uh, this one would definitely not be as easy to recommend. Like um, other than that, I mean like uh. This was probably pretty cheap. Like, the animation... I like the character designs and everything. The animation itself doesn't seem uh, as fluid as a lot of the other OVAs from the early 90s that I've seen. Which I'm sure... Like I said, I'm sure this was probably pretty cheaply thrown together. Um... But yeah, I I don't know. So it 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 definitely didn't make as big of an impression. You know, I think I would maybe if if you're like super into the other movies and like you're like, "Oh man, Wolf Guy's awesome. Like I'm going to go buy the the I'm going to go on Amazon see what's been translated into English. I'm going to buy all that stuff." Like I, that's when I would tell you like, "Okay, you're a crazy person. So yeah, go for it. Like watch it. <laughs> Why not?" Um, other than that, yeah, like, I enjoyed the more loony, crazy things, like, people getting new faces for no reason, and, like, stuff like that I thought, I think is really fun, like, uh, all this crazy stuff with tiger people and wolf people and, and, you know, uh, uh, genetic experiments and, and, uh, uh, antidotes and you know werewolf nurses like that's all up my alley but yeah when it slows down and then you add in like the really weird um sexual uh dynamics um that's that's when i you know uh, pull back from this one a little bit so i don't yeah and the the poorly explained power dynamics and like Did I miss something, or what the hell was with that like one that blonde girl who's randomly with Sajiro in the last episode? She's just like works for him now. I, cause oh, I I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't. I just watched it recently too, and I just I don't. Um. This probably has the least. This has like brief, some brief nudity, but this probably has, even though it has like the rape and stuff, this probably has the le- least amount of nudity among the, uh, among the the wolf guys here that we're talking. It's pretty about. bloody though. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, it's it it keeps the blood. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean this this is something that like I mean if they did another run where it was, like, getting into, like, you know, there's actual wolf people everywhere, and he's got to, like, track them down or something like that. That would be pretty cool, but, um, 
yeah, we, we don't, we don't get that far, uh, so, yeah, I mean, this, this one's a little harder to recommend. It seems like from what I'm, what I'm, what I was kind of looking at, a lot of the stuff that's in this, you know, like, cause, cause like we said, this, this plays out somewhat like a, somewhat like a sequel to Horror of the Wolf. It seems like a lot of the elements that are in this, like shadow government conspiracies and and genetic mutation. Yeah, there's some and, overlap yeah, there. Like, like that stuff is more heavily in the the anime, right? Yeah. So, like, um, a a version of this that that would start more at the beginning of the story uh, might be a little more intriguing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it it lacks the the charm of the movies, and it there's a lot of there's just a lot of stuff happening in this, and I I really did enjoy some of the some of the animation, some of the battle sequences are fun, but it is a, it is a hard like thing to recommend to people unless for some reason they love Wolf Guy so much and they're just <laughs> invested in it, they have to see it. I was, like, the first two episodes, I was like... They were fun. All, I agree. I was ready to be totally on board. I watched the first two episodes and I was like, oh man, I, I, I can't wait to finish this thing. Like, Wolf Guy is going to be this weird new franchise that I like for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and then it and then it just it, it petered off big time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, how many, uh, new faces for no reason do you give this out of five? I, I started at two and a half and then the, in talking about it, the, the politics really bothered me. So I bumped it down to a two. Maybe that's just, <laughs> I don't know. It, it It's a... I don't watch a t- I, I watch enough anime, and it's not the best OVA ever done by any means. I think there's some stuff to like about it. I also think there's a lot of stuff that'll be frustrating for people going in. So, like, I can't really recommend it unless you're just you love all things Wolf Guy for some strange reason. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm there. I I would get I would I would say a two or a generous two and a half. I mean, there there's enough here too like to make it not feel like oh i just completely wasted my time but it's also something that's like will i watch it again Eh, doubtful would i recommend it to people Eh, again unless you're just a crazy person who's obsessed with wolf guy you know i would probably say eh, something you could probably skip but um yeah yeah. but you know there's enough there to give it that two to two and a half that like i don't feel that dumb for giving it that it's just you know there's enough there, but it's not something you need to check out, really. Yeah, and I, I'm at that two and a half, right? Like, um, it's it's still got some of that craziness, and it's bizarre, and it it will decently hold your attention. Um, and but yes, it's pretty problematically sexist. But even if that <laughs> doesn't bother you for whatever reason, um, which I could see that like kind of varying. To, with people a little bit it it doesn't have an ending and yeah we talked about getting that complaint out of the way early but like it's hard to recommend something where i don't know what the end of this was 
<laughs> and and you know there's there's a there's a bunch of other problems some of them are problems that, that are like problems of the other wolf guy movies too like think a lot of things just happen because why not um you know whether it's people getting new faces uh people working together or opposing one another or uh it's just because of reasons um the tiger lady even more or less just exists to add a love interest into Inugami's world. Now that the teacher is like, you know, so a lot of stuff just happens because, um, and there's no real ending. And so it's hard to be like, Oh, it's fun, you know, because there's only so much fun you can have when there's no destination. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was entertaining enough. It wasn't like I was bored for, for all the six episodes or anything. So I'm at that two and a half. Okay. All right. Well, that's Wolf Guy, people. It's crazy. It's something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, that's really the only thing I, I can say. So, um, anyone have anything to add? No, it's um <laughs> watch the two movies though. Yeah, for sure. If you're if you're interested in in exploitation cinema, you you should watch the, the two movies. And I would say if you want to I uh, I would say if you want to just dip your toe in the water, then the the Chiba one is the way to go. I agree. That's probably the more even though it's the least of the two. It's the least how weird is it that the uh, the amount of werewolf in uh, werewolf franchise is inversely <laughs> proportional to the? <laughs> I don't know. That's messed up. But uh, wow. But it is. It's probably the one that has the like the that's the most palp palp palatable. Yeah. Uh, in terms of general flow, of the story. Um, you know, it's it's probably slight like, and now the the flip side of that too is I'll say if you're if 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 you've got less Western uh, sensibilities, you might want to go with Horror of the Wolf because that one's got more of a Japanese sensibility to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that concludes our discussion about Wolf Guy, and uh, it's crazy. So. Um. On that note, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe for all the latest episodes. You can also check us out on Twitter at KT underscore podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Kaiju Transmissions. And you can email us at kaijutransmissions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. And we will see you next time.